0: Hello, hey! All right, hello, and welcome to Mom with the Mic podcast. I'm Whitney gethers I am a wife and mom to two beautiful girls, and I also write children's books. I'm excited to have a guest with me today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is Christina. Thank you so much for joining
1: me today. It is such an honor. Like I told you before, you are a just. I don't know this is amazing for me like everybody gets to meet you know singers and you know superstars or people who they think are important and you're one of those people for me so this is just super amazing for me to be able to do this with you today (laughs) and you have no
0: idea how much I appreciate you because um for those of you who don't know um we met through Instagram, like, you know, most people these days. And (laughs) (laughs) um, so, I mean, before I really get into the reason behind our, you know, Instagram introduction, so to speak, uh, why don't you tell
1: everybody who you are and what you do? So, uh, my name is Christina. I kind of go by Tina uh, more formally, but I am... Again, a wife, a mother of two beautiful little girls, uh, a twin mom. So if there's anybody out there and you want some advice on raising twins, I'm not the one to ask because <laughs> I I am definitely learning as the days go by. <laughs> we all are. Right. <laughs> I am a business owner. So I own a business called B-Bomb Book Club, which is how me and Whitney met, um, And honestly, I just provide books for children basically of all races, but I give them books with characters that are black and brown to give them diversity, to give them representation just for a little bit about anything. So I just like to pride myself on saying bringing healing and unity within families and within the nation. So, yes, but that's just a little bit about me.
0: I love it. I love it. Um, Yeah. So, you know, I wanted to ask you a few things about that because you know, as a mother to beautiful black children, I realized that it was so difficult to find books with kids who looked like my girls. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I want to know what made you decide to start Bebom Book Club? Because I think
1: it's amazing. It was just that, honestly. So uh, after I had the girls, I kind of slipped into postpartum a little bit. My husband, he was working out of state. And I just realized that like, Every waking moment of my life was about feeding, changing, mm-hmm. clothing, putting a baby to sleep. And, you know, oftentimes that meant me not eating, me not sleeping. You right. Know, <laughs> because there's still other stuff because they're using clothes. So you have to wash them. And, mm-hmm. you know, now you got to put the clothes away or you got to you have to still upkeep life, even though you have these two other right. little beings to take care of. So my thing that was able to just like make me sit down and recenter was to read to them and so I would find myself on Amazon uh, Target's website all of these different websites trying to find books for my children Mm -hmm. and of course you know I would get the classics uh, The Very Hungry Caterpillar Rainbow Fish because those are just books that everybody needs to have in their collection right but I also wanted them to learn at a very young age that they belong in literature too. Like at 25 years old, I should not still be excited to see a black character on the front of a book facts. So at, uh at two months old you know I started introducing them today you know letting them know that this is normal for you to be on the cover you don't have to you know granted be proud of that author for creating a book mm-hmm. however your eyes don't you know it shouldn't be to the point where you're like oh my gosh I've never seen a book with a black person in it before let me go ahead and get that one right right there like I don't, I don't want it to be something special. I want it to be a part of their normal. And I guess that kind of sounds bad, but No, not to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want black literature to be special in my house. Right. Like, it should be the norm. It should be the norm. exactly you know? And of course we have books uh with different, you know, with all different ethnicities. Mm-hmm. So we you know we have uh books that talk about, you know, Hispanic families, right. Asian families, white families, but I just want them to, I, I wanted them to be able to say that I belong a part of the norm as well. Exactly. So, um, so again, so I would look at Target and even when I would break away from the house and go to Target. <laughs> <laughs> Target's mom sanctuary. <laughs> yes. What I would find was the same exact books that I saw on Amazon. Yeah. Or the same exact books that I saw in Barnes and Noble.
0: Yeah.
1: Or the same exact books that I saw like anywhere else. Yes. And what I realized was there are so many more books out there than the ones that are on your storefront. And that's, they're going to put what's hot out there. And, you know, and there just came a point to where I was no longer excited about books about hair. Oh, yeah. There's only so, there's so much more to black children than hair. Yes. (laughs) There's so much more to black children about loving yourself. Yes, um, That's something that we're going to instill in our children on a daily basis. Exactly. Um, now I'm not saying those books are not important, have them in your library, mm-hmm. but what about our Langston Hughes? Right. I use that example
0: all the time when I, when I'm talking about black history and I said, you know, why didn't include Martin Luther King in my book? You can too. Well, I mean, there are so many other influential black people out here for us to learn about mm-hmm. i am not in any way saying that mlk wasn't a, you know a huge part of our culture and of our history he was he absolutely is but at the same time you know there are people like althea gibson who you know the first black tennis player let's talk a little bit about her let's talk let's start giving right some, some shine to these people that are not talked about enough they're not in the history books you know we've mm-hmm. got mlk and rosa Parks are always in the history books but again let's let's start changing the narrative of you know the fact that we have made so many contributions let's become the norm exactly what you're saying right yeah. i
1: just learned about Athia. um I was actually on Amazon Prime, Mm -hmm. just looking through stuff to watch. And it was like, have you seen this? And I was like, no, what is it? And so I watched a documentary on this woman and I'm just like, what? Yeah. And and I'm not going to downplay Venus and Serena, but when we think of black tennis players, that's who we think about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's okay, you know,
0: because that's our generation. That's who we know. Yeah, from you know, from our time, but it's also it's so important to know who came before them, mm-hmm. who paved the way. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I absolutely agree, and you know, we, you talked about you know reading books to your kids, and I, I don't, I want to touch on that topic a little bit. Um, I started reading to my daughter as soon as she came out the womb like it mm-hmm. has always been a thing and like you were saying making it the norm and trying to find books you know i love the fact that you have created this curation of sorts of all these different <laughs> you know diverse books and you know i want to know when when you're talking about diversifying bookshelves for us specifically you know, we're looking for books who look like them. What would you say to, to non-Black mothers who are trying to diversify their bookshelves? Oh,
1: so I, I love that. So I wrote a blog post about this and mm-hmm. it says white book, Black books are not just for white children. Mm-hmm. And I started to just break down things that I was noticing within my life. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I have, and one of, one of the most, I don't know, one of the most there's two quotes that stood out to a lot of people. Diversity is not linear. Mm. And that means diversity is not just about putting a black face on your bookshelf. Mm -hmm. Diversity is about you being Christian, atheist, Jewish, uh, just of a different religion and adding something else to your child's bookshelf. It's about uh, your child having a diverse amount of topics. Okay, So Mm -hmm. uh, all of the books in your house don't need to be about animals. So your books need to be about you know, yes. um, some, some of your books really need to be about history. Mm-hmm. You know, our kids are not too young to learn about history. Mm-hmm. Um, Some of our, some of our books need to be about the different career paths that you can take in life. Yes. Some of our books need to be about self-love and self-help because at 25, I'm still learning how to love myself. Yes. And I can go into this children's bookshelf that I have and get that book called I Am Me. And it takes me through a list of positive affirmations I can speak over myself. Yes. And so diversity is not about the face on the book. It's about the quantity of the book, the quality of the book. So in a book like yours, you can too. There is absolutely nothing wrong with a white child looking in your book and saying, mama, I want to grow up and be like Langston Hughes. Absolutely. And I think that's the stigma that we have to break. When we talk about diversity and uh diversifying our bookshelves, it doesn't matter if you're uh well as as America likes to say, red, yellow, black, or white. Right, you know, um, this is about expanding our children mentally. Yes. And something that's been denied from our culture for so long is diversity. Yes. And it goes both ways. You know, there's people who say, uh, there's people who like to um, stigmatize a lot of different cultures. Okay. Well, we're attaching these stigmas to them because we don't know anything about them. Right. Right. And um, I'm in, I'm in the middle of writing another one. Um, but I'm trying to take my emotions out of it because it stemmed from an encounter that I had. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that's with all of us,
0: every, the way that we look at things nine times out of 10, they're stemming from an experience that we've had, or in this case, lack of experience with certain things. Correct. So, you know, I think it's important. I just recently bought, um, my daughter a book, uh, I want to say it's Frederico and the, and the wolf. And Mm. I love it because he's Hispanic and they've got some, you know, some um Spanish terms in there some Spanish words in there and it's it's exciting because you know we're not Hispanic but I'm able to tell my daughter like you know well ojos that's eyes that's what you know and yeah these are the these are the different things that they eat in our culture like we eat you know I'm Jamaican so you know we eat this in Jamaican culture they eat this in Hispanic culture and you know Mm -hmm. and she's interested in that things and you'd be surprised how interested kids are in in diversity they want to learn about different things right you know and I I completely you know everything that you said was absolutely true and I you know I think it's just so important for everyone to realize that diversity like you said is not just putting a black face in your you know your bookshelf it's so much more and you also have to take the time to explain and to teach your kids what it is that they're learning about. So even if that means having to take the time to learn for yourself first, to be able to relay it to your kids, then that's what you have to
1: do. Exactly. So many times our children are held back in their development or uh, in their, I'll say progression in a certain topic because the parent ourselves are ignorant about it. Right. And so when we give that one-sided view of it, you know, oh, well, you know what? Uh, You can't be a mechanic because mechanics don't make money. Okay, but- (laughs) a mechanic is an engineer. They're just not a mechanic, you know? And so engineers can make hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh But when we are stunting the growth of our children because of our ignorance of something, Uh um, it's like, and I was telling my brother this the other day, I was like, I'm that extra parent. I'm that parent that my child learned what a fire truck was. So I drove around looking for fire stations because I wanted my child to see a fire truck up in person. She's 2. And that's you amazing. know she's not going to remember this,
0: but that's not extra in my eyes at all, but Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could take pictures and you can show them and then you can go back and tell them like, you know, you love fire trucks, so I wanted to make sure you were able to see a real one. Like right. Those are the
1: experiences that are shaping their thought process. Like be as invested in your child's dream as they are. Yes, absolutely. I think and- that's amazing. Yeah. Like, well, how old is your older daughter?
0: She's three and a half. She'll be four in September.
1: What she wants to be is going to change 1,199 times. I mean, I was 25 and still didn't know what I wanted to be. <laughs> exactly. So right now I'm in the military. Yes. And my plan is to do my 20 years in the military, get that nice retirement check and then go do what I want to do in life. Yeah, and that's okay. So, yeah. And right now I'm stepping into my own with my business now. Like, I go to work all day, but I come home and I live my dream. Yes, you know. And to me, I don't know. It's just something about having these books for families. Yes, and it's just not about that. So, um, my my motto used to be, um, I'm not saying it was insignificant, but I don't remember it because I've changed it. Mm-hmm. But it was um, giving giving families quality time and quantity time mm. because sometimes we think just because we're present mm-hmm. that we're there. Right. But our children need us to be literally in the moment with them yes. versus just being there playing on our phone physical
0: versus mental presence Yep. right mm-hmm. because it's a difference it's
1: like going yes. to your child's basketball game and sitting on your phone the whole time yeah you feel like you're meeting that requirement by being there but when that child makes that basketball shot or that child makes their soccer goal or that child hits that home run and they look at you when you're sitting there on facebook right playing candy crush right you know you're not it, there. You're not there. Mm-hmm. And it hurts them more for you to be there, but not interact with them. Yes. And I think sometimes subconsciously, that's a lot of children's experience. Mm-hmm. And so when I came up with that reading, you have to be present mm-hmm. with your child, you know? Yes. And cause um, you can't read and
0: be on your phone at the same time. Like you show. Sure okay. I mean, obviously they have, you know, e-readers, but I, I, I'm more of a physical when it comes to reading to my kids I'm reading them physical paper books like yes, I think and you have to be like you said you have to be in the moment you have to be focused on those words on those page and and talking to your kids and I agree I don't think there's anything comparable to reading to your kids I think mm-hmm. it's it's one of my biggest um motivators when it comes to writing my children's books is like okay I'm giving my kids something to read I'm giving right. them something that I can read to them and, right and so which actually brings me into my next like question so for me I've had to self-publish my books mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of the books that you've curated on your site are from um self-published just independent authors correct me if I'm mm-hmm. wrong but no you're right mm-hmm. okay why do, you, why do you think it is so hard for some of these amazing offer, authors to be published mainstream? I mean, why aren't some of these books that I'm, that I'm purchasing from your website are fantastic? I mean, the content is just incredible. The, the ideas and the creativity, it's all there. And I'm, I'm just so disappointed. I'm like, why aren't some of these things being promoted on a broader scale? I love it for your business because that means, you know, (laughs) traffic is going to your business to find these books. But I mean, but from, um, from a like author publisher standpoint, like why aren't these books being promoted in Barnes and Noble and Amazon, you know, the, the top seller list?
1: Why do you think that is? Well, one, because a lot of publishers, they don't believe in the vision of black children on covers. Mm. Um, I have one author, his name is Arnold Henry, and he wrote a book called, uh, Daddy's Mini-Me. Mm. And he, when he was writing this book, he sent it to the publishers and they said, wow, this is a great book and you may do very well with this. We don't believe a book with a black father will sell. Really? So he was denied by multiple publishers. Ultimately he started, a, he did a Kickstarter campaign. And like fundraise, like 15 grand to get his book published. Wow. And now publishers are like knocking his door down. Like, hey, remember us? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> come on. They're like, nah, boo-boo. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I got this. Yeah. And I'm seeing you know? that trend a lot lately since
0: yes. since everything that's been going on. It just seems like now all of a sudden these brands are are knocking down Black business owners' doors trying to get their mm-hmm. products. And I, I like it, but I also hate it because I said, you know, we've been here. <laughs> we've been doing this and y'all weren't, y'all weren't checking for us earlier, but now all of a sudden it, it, it's like, it's trendy to do so, or you're taking it. It's a marketing thing that you know that if you don't do these things, you're going to lose money.
1: Right. Yeah. Most definitely. Like, Mm -hmm. um, who is it? Aussie. Mm -hmm. I've never seen a black woman on the Aussie commercial. Oh no. However, I have always known Aussie is great for black women's hair. Mm -hmm. And so, in my mind, I'm like, do they not know if they market it to more than one type of person or one hair type Mm -hmm. that they would have more customers? Mm -hmm. But now, you know, all of these businesses are like, ooh, let's put a picture of a black woman drinking coffee at Starbucks because that's what we need. That's what we need right now. But in all actuality, and I don't know who's going to listen to this, if you're the CEO of somebody's company, um help us get brianna taylor's <coughs> that, <Carter's> part. Arrested. <laughs> that part yes <laughs> that part <laughs> i mean hey um but I'll absolutely leave that, no so. that's that's real <laughs> <laughs> look we know starbucks is there okay yeah uh and then we also know people who work at starbucks are individuals you know they're humans too mm-hmm. so it's not and I've, I've been told we are a part of the cancel culture. Like we mm-hmm. are so quick to cancel businesses and things like that. Mm-hmm. But when these businesses properly react to situations, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you wouldn't be a part of that cancel, that cancel list. Yeah, exactly. But hey, so, but I really think the issue with, um, well, one, it's easier to publish your own book. I would, I, in my thought process, it's easier. Mm-hmm. I've seen, uh, I can,
0: from experience, Yeah, I agree. It absolutely is.
1: Yeah. It passes through less people. Yeah. You keep the, the, you keep the purity of your product. Yes. But what I will say, sometimes people need to want to invest into their dreams. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because not everybody who writes a book needs to write a book. Yeah. And because some people will go out and they'll get an illustrator mm-hmm. off the, you know, from a Facebook mm-hmm. store or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, oh, this don't look right. But you know what? I'm going to put it in my book anyway. Mm. And so, I mean, I'm perfectly fine with being a hub for all of these books Mm -hmm. until they hit hit mainstream, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. But one of the biggest things uh, I know, Tina, Tina Williams, Mm -hmm. I want to write a book. I have like two books that I want to get out before the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I know about 3,000 people know my name. Mm-hmm. About 3 billion people know LeBron James's name.
0: This is true.
1: I will never, ever, ever... And here's the issue right here. Target, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, as soon as Gabrielle Union book drops, it's in their, it's stores. In their stores. As soon as LeBron James' book, it's in their stores. Yes. I will never waste my time promoting... Uh, Gabriel Union, a LeBron James, a Lupita. Not because they did not just, des- not because they don't deserve it, right. but they have the money to put behind these big names. They're
0: being promoted.
1: They're being promoted. on their own, yeah, a- and for free. Yes, because people will promote these books just because it's their name. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I will. I will never discredit the grind and the hustle, the decades, because these people have been in business for decades. Right. I will never disown that. Um, I would not discredit that. They worked, can I say a bad word? Go ahead. (laughs) They they worked their asses off to be able to say, I'm writing the book, buy it. Yeah. And people will not ask what is the quality of the pages. They won't ask how big the book is. They won't ask how many pages is in the book. They're going to buy it. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to buy it. Yeah. Gabrielle Union's book was like 1895 Mm -hmm. when it came out. Mm -hmm. But somebody had the audacity to tell me that independent, books are more expensive than books that are mainstream that's not the truth that is not the truth at all that's not the truth nope and i can you know that's
0: a whole nother conversation but i can lightly get into that that i struggle with a you know as an author who's selling her books independently i i struggle with the fact that people will have no problem buying those mainstream you know books from the big name authors but, mm-hmm. but I have to question whether 1250 is too much for my book, like,
1: right. you know what
0: I mean? And it's it's unfortunate because, you know, you're not looking into the the time and the effort and the energy that it takes to create these things. Correct. And, you know, I, I again, like you said, I'm not discrediting their work or their effort, but I do know that they are able to afford teams to take care of most of it for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, we're doing all of this ourselves and while
1: while still having to be a full-time mother, wife and mother yes wife, you know <laughs> yes and author you know because you have you have other you don't only have just one book you have right. three books exactly exactly you know so you still have to promote your other books exactly. you still have to stay afloat um clicking, cleaning right. you know, house exactly. finances playing being a person just with the kids like you know right. my 3 being
0: able to be present yes it is not easy and yeah and that again that's the the biggest thing that I want to get out of out of this podcast in general is that you know as mothers you know it's a whole different ball game it's a whole different mentality it's a it's a whole Mm -hmm. different set of issues that come with being a mother but then you tack on being a black mother (laughs) And oh these God. are the thing, these are the things that we have to consider. Oh, honey. You know, it is it's different and I want everybody to be able to hear this and and just realize that, you know, black mothers deserve our flowers and we deserve a lot of them because yes. this yes. this job is is not it's not the same as everybody else's. So, what are some things that you look for? in a book when you're thinking about adding it to your site? Because, you know, that's how, how we were introduced is, you know, you reached mm-hmm. out to me because you wanted to add my book to your site. And I'm so thankful for that. You know, <laughs> I, i loved it so much, but um, you know, what are
1: some things that you look for when you're adding it to your site? Number one is illustration. Mm. And everyone's art style is different, you know, so I'm not going to say I prefer one art style over the other, Mm -hmm. but I don't want your two year old colored pick your crayons, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, right, right. I, I honestly believe if you're going to produce a product. Make sure it's the best that it can be. Yes. And not everyone charges $5,000 to illustrate a book. You can find some very affordable illustrators. Absolutely. Or you can use better quality pictures that your children have drawn. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've gotten some books and it was just like, so what we doing? Because. Yeah. We have have to put out good quality stuff. If you're trying to get up there, you got to put it up. Thank you. You want Barnes and Noble and Target and Walmart to have this book on the front shelf mm-hmm. looking like you did this in your sleep mm mm-hmm. you know? so then I also have authors send me a copy of their book so whether it's digital or a physical copy mm-hmm. because I need to read through the book mm-hmm. because not everybody I'm not saying that some people are smarter than others right. what I am saying is grammatical errors are real mm-hmm. uh tone errors are real Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's my biggest thing. I got one and like, it was like the wrong tense was throughout the whole book. Mm. Like it was like, mm-hmm. instead of the word woman, it was women. Oh, I see. And you have to, you have to appreciate there.
0: them wanting to do this, the the intentions.
1: But, you know, at the
0: same time, if we're trying to have equity or I'll just say equality when it comes to our books, it's it's so important to to do your research. There are so many resources out there that you can you can find someone to edit your book for 20 bucks.
1: Yeah. You can get it on a, what, what's the website? Fiverr. Fiverr. Fiver? Fiver, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. There are so many freelance websites
0: out there that, you know, if, if you want to be, if you want to be included in these discussions, you have to make sure that the quality of your work is, is there as well, because
1: most definitely, like we all
0: know, we always have to work harder just to be up there at the same you know level as, some of the the white counterparts when it comes to to books, but mm-hmm. you you have to put in the work. You have to make sure that you're you're making that quality up to par as well.
1: Right. It's like you know if you want to, what whatever your craft is, you know if you sell wreaths, mm-hmm. you're not gonna go into Hobby Lobby and put your wreath st- like right up next to mm-hmm. it, and yours doesn't have as much product on mm-hmm. it. It's shallow. You mm-hmm. know if you can't if you can't bring your A game mm-hmm. to the court. I'm not saying don't come, mm-hmm. but wait until you can. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Um and I understand not everybody's finances are the same, but there are a whole like there are ways that you can get your book put on these platforms mm-hmm. and pay as you sell your books. Mm-hmm. So. And I think it's, you know,
0: the important to to note the intentions of writing books as well. Because, you right. know, for me, I have a background in elementary education and I'm not saying that, you know, if you want to write a book that you have to have these types of backgrounds. Anybody can write a book, but is your intention to profit off of said book or is your intention to reach children so that they can have whatever the content of your book is to to feed into their lives and into their minds because Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's so important that you're not just doing something to make money off of it. Like if that were the case and I would have quit a long time ago, but (laughs) it's, it's, you know, that, that's never the intention, the intention, Mm -hmm. at least for me, you know, that shouldn't be the intention. The intention is that you're producing something that people want. And, you know, again, like, do do your research, do what you have to do in order to, to make your book the best. But maybe writing a book isn't the outlet that you need to take to reach those people. Maybe, yeah. you know, if, if, if it's financially struggling to find an illustrator or, you know, whatever the case may be, fi- there are so many different ways to get whatever you need to do out there. So many mm-hmm. ways. So, okay.
1: Yeah. Most definitely. So I just, you know, we want to, we want to expose our children. If we want to properly expose them, we just need to make sure that we're giving them our best foot. Forward, exactly. You know? Yes. So, Absolutely. Um, I'm pretty sure the author of the Rainbow, of Rainbow Fish mm-hmm. did not think so many decades down the line that we would still be buying this book for our children right. and that it would still be giving smiles right. to families mm-hmm. you know this this far gone mm-hmm. but when i was looking at the cost of that book when that book came out it was 17 dollars. Mm. yeah now you can buy it for 9.99 right. but that's because they had they have sold millions of copies of this book you they know? can do that they can do mm-hmm. that you know, but I just really, I just, I guess my biggest thing is I just pray that people give independent authors the chance, yes. you know, um, I know for me personally, I vet every book that I have in my store and if it's in my store, I stand behind it 100%. Absolutely. Um, and I do ha- I have Lupita's book. Mm-hmm. I have it in my store. Mm-hmm. Definitely do. Mm-hmm. Do I post about it? I definitely don't. Mm-hmm. If you find it, you find it. If you find it, it, you know? find it, go ahead if you want to get it, go ahead and get it. But right, but mm-hmm. I'm promoting Whitney. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm promoting Sharia right. I'm promoting Samaria. I'm po- I'm promoting Devon yes. I'm promoting the Arnold Henrys out here. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because they deserve this, yes, absolutely. You know, and they're working just as hard to get these books out. Mm-hmm. They're working to get, you know, messages out to your children. Your book, The Day Brown Went Away, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. I read it as soon as I got it. Aww. And I was like, Whoa. <laughs> well, hold up. Because I wasn't I wasn't expecting right. it. Right. The ending I was like, Wow. Mm-hmm. You know? And I love it because it's so relevant to everybody, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to say where the, I'm not going to say where she, yeah, you right. know, no, finds right. her favorite color, <laughs> but, you know, take it into perspective. When I posted the giveaway, oh, by the way, you guys were hosting a giveaway. Today. Oh, yes, we are. Um, <laughs> so when I posted the giveaway, I was like, well, what's your favorite color? And somebody said green. And I was like, wow, what would we not have if we didn't have the color green? Think, of, think of, I'm looking outside right
0: now at my window and I'm like, everything is yeah. green. The trees are green. The grass yes. is green.
1: The color of green literally means life, yes. you know, and the color brown as, you know, in the book mm-hmm. is, is the roots, It's everything mm-hmm. that sustains the mm-hmm. life. So if you have a tree that's green on top, but the roots are dead, the leaves are going to die. Yeah. yeah. I, I so. love that. I've,
0: I, that's the first time I'm hearing it described that way. And I love that so much. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so important. I mean, because I use, you know, if you read the book, you'll know why brown was the color that was so important and so special. But mm-hmm. again, like you said, it's for everybody. It's, it's just recognizing that, like, you know, I've heard mom say, you know, I want to teach my kids that we're all the same. And I'm telling them, I said, no, do not teach them that we're all the same. Please teach them mm-hmm. that we are all different and that we should love the right. things that make us different. So if if we're taking it as basic as colors, you know what I'm saying, how different this world would look without a single color, like Mm -hmm. everything would be so different. All the different shades of our, you know, the basic colors,
1: how things would be different. Right. So It wouldn't like what would this world be like without you? Right. You know? Exactly. And I think it's a great book to teach children about perspective. Mm -hmm. Because in the book we're talking about a color. We're talking about the color Mm -hmm. brown in the book. Mm -hmm.
0: But the deeper meaning.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Which is why books they go past the child's reading level. Mm -hmm. Because just because they can read it doesn't mean they'll understand. Exactly. Like and that's where they need their parents to read to them so that
0: you can be the explanation for them. Thank you. It's so important. And, you know, I can get into reading all day, but just a few things like reading to your children every day is scientifically proven to um, that your kids are going to have better vocabulary. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, their background knowledge is going to be greater. I mean, there are just so many benefits to reading to your children every day mm-hmm. and you know i don't want people to think you know i don't have time or this that it doesn't take long there are board books you can read to your kids
1: i can take you all of five minutes to read you can take a book like you can too and read one person a one day. person a day yep and it can be done uh, i know one day my kids were just being two-year-olds mm-hmm. i'll say mm-hmm. that and i was like you know what we're not going to read tonight And I was like, you know, let me not do that because what were they doing? I think they were like in the bathtub or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'll just read to you while you're taking your bath, Mm -hmm. like while you're in the bathtub playing with your water. Mm -hmm. Um, Some nights when they just want to sit on the toilet and try to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll read to you while you're sitting on the toilet. Exactly. There's time. It doesn't Mm -hmm. take much. And there's you know, you find the
0: books that, that your kids can enjoy if you, you know, You have your Mm -hmm. diverse books. You have your books teaching about culture and race and, you know, everything in between. And then you have your simple books, like there's a dragon in your book. I love that book so much. It's so simple. If you haven't read that book, I highly recommend it. I know Michelle. I need to go find it. Michelle Obama read it. Um, She was doing this weekly read on PBS Kids. And we already had the book before she did that. But I mean, just seeing her read it and we were able to read along because we had it. It is such a cute book. I guarantee your kids will love it. So it's called uh, There's a Dragon in Your Book. It's amazing. I need to go find it. But um so yeah, I mean but you know, just to wrap this up like the biggest takeaway that I I want to I want you to give everybody, you know, your biggest takeaway as far as diverse books. Go ahead and promote show tell everybody where they can
1: find you. And If it's a social media platform, just type in B-Bomb Book Club. Uh, We'll pop up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I am uh, Twitter not savvy (laughs) yet, so I try to post as much as I can, but it don't really always work out like that. Right. Uh, But (laughs) we got kids. (laughs) right? Thank you. So, oh, but I post the most on Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, as we hinted to before, there is currently a giveaway. So, if you go to either one of our Instagrams, uh, you will be able to find the information for that. Yes. If you enter the giveaway, you can win a free copy of "The Day Brown Went Away" by Your Girl. Yes. I'm over here. No, Ooh, I'm, I'm here like for you it. It's, right next to me it's like... all good. It's
0: that. i connection. It's all good. It's the spiritual connection. We know. <laughs> you're right here with me <laughs> right so uh um, the bomb book club like she said you can find me by whitney gathers both on both on instagram and you know i just want you all to be encouraged to diversify your bookshelves explain to them what they're reading what you're reading to them and just be mindful of what you're teaching their kids shaping their experiences and just making sure that they have The best opportunity to be wholesome, loving people, no matter who they are, just loving each other for our differences, respecting different cultures, and just being a voice. And I encourage you all to go through B-Bomb Book Club's website and find a few books that you you can read to your kids. There are so many amazing books on her site from, again, from some independent authors who just need a chance and who who have amazing content in their books and i think you would love them so thank you so much christina or tina i'm gonna call you tina because you said you like tina right yeah, <laughs> okay go ahead go ahead, go ahead. Well, thank you <laughs> tina so much for joining me today and you know oh, it was my pleasure it's been a wonderful conversation i definitely am gonna have to have you on again and that's it for today's episode thank you for tuning in to a mom with the mic catch you next time bye